0: Hello and welcome to the Family Life Movement Podcast.
1: We have Scott again, and in 2017, Scott and his wife had started the Inspired Stewardship as a business to serve Christian men and couples that are struggling to live out their calling. They work to align the way that you use your time, your talent, and your treasures so that you can identify and live a fully authentic life That allows you to authentically live your calling, serve others, and provide for your family. As a certified, as certified behavior, human behavior consultants, and members of the John Maxwell team, they focus on helping you to understand yourself, understand others, and through that understanding, build the kingdom. Here, Scott and Carrie, through inspired stewardship, are living out their own calling that started with a call to coaching in 2011, and slowly has slowly grown to a full-time business through one-on-one coaching, speaking, and workshops.
0: Scott, man, welcome back. Thank you for coming.
2: I am happy to be back on the show. I I hope everyone enjoyed uh, the first interview we had, and I look forward to chatting some more and bringing some more values to your listeners.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Uh, Scott, the last time that we talked, you had shared a very powerful and moving story with us about how being broke – almost broke you and your family. How has working on yourself helped you to become a better husband and dad?
2: You know, I, this kind of question is always one that I struggle with because, you know, (laughs) we talked on the last show too about the the inner voice and Mm -hmm. A lot of times, what I, my first instinct, and I think a lot of us, our first instinct when we hear these sorts of questions is to push them away. You know, it, well, I really, you know, I'm not all that, I don't, blah, blah, blah. blah. Basically, turn it around and kind of deny it. But, but honestly, you know, the truth is, I, I have worked really hard uh, since we went through the, the, the debt situation, since my wife and I had some struggles to become a better husband and definitely to become a better dad. Uh, kind of going a little further back in, in, in my story, I was raised in a household with a, an abusive dad. Now, he wasn't physically abusive. He was emotionally abusive. But still, there was abuse. Um, he abused alcohol and even some prescription drugs. So I kind of got to see that growing up. And that definitely had an impact on me. I, I honestly can remember my dad saying, I love you to me one time in my entire life i'm sure he said it more than that but i only have one memory of him saying that and that memory actually came about because i asked him i told him i've never heard you say i love you and his answer to that was of course i love you son well yeah of course you love me but it'd be nice to hear it (laughs) you know every once in a while and so as an example i've deliberately had an action since i had my son i have told him i love you pretty much every single day, if we're within earshot of each other. Um, I make a very deliberate action to say, he's 16 now, and he's bigger than me (laughs) by a lot. (laughs) And I still, you know, I say, I love you, son. He still gives me hugs. I still give him hugs. Uh, You know, he's, I say, I love you, son, in front of his friends. He says, I love you, dad. You know, it's not embarrassing to him. It's normal. Why? Because I I said, I'm not going to, you know, there's things about my dad I love and, you know, and I love my dad and there's things about him that I look at and I go, man, I really take that away from him. And I'm so glad I learned that lesson from him and something that I can do and I can emulate him in some ways. But there's also some things where I very deliberately said, I'm not going to do that. Okay. So example, another example in 19, Ninety-six was, I believe, the last time I've really had a drink of alcohol. Why? Because I used to drink, and then one day I realized that I was starting to want a drink and feel like I needed it, as opposed to I was just having a social drink. At that point, I literally called my wife because I drove to work. I was thinking that in the morning. I drove to work, called my wife, and said, before I get home, there's no more alcohol in the house. Get rid of all of it. Um, she took it all to her, to my in-laws and gave it to them. And we just don't have alcohol around because I don't want to go down that road. So I definitely have done some things where I've seen some examples and I've picked and choosed, And I've said, you know, this is an example of something my dad da- did. He, he was a small business owner. He ran a great small business. A lot of what I do in business, I learned to emulate from him and take those good things. I don't have to reject everything, but I also can deliberately reject some of those things that I've seen that weren't worthy of emulation as well.
0: Man, I love that you already touched on it a hair, but I would love to hear some of the other strategies you've used to develop yourself, not only just yourself, uh, because we all know that you can't fill somebody else else up if you're on empty, if you're running on empty. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear how you have used some different strategies to develop yourself, but not only yourself, your family and your business as well.
2: So a lot of that, you know, it comes down to deliberate, intentional action. Uh, As you said, it's kind of what I was framing there in the first thing is an example of that. You know, it's, I've deliberately, I've reflected and I've said, I'm gonna take this from my dad, I'm gonna leave this behind. I kind of try to do that with everything, Uh, where I have kind of this process of, I plan, I execute, I reflect, I revise. (laughs) Whatever I'm doing, (laughs) I do that with my time. We do that with our money. (laughs) My wife and I do that with our money. I do that with my business. I do that in my personal life. Sit down, spend some time planning. Think about what's going to happen. We talk more about what planning looks like Uh, And I can expand on that because here's the, here's the truth. When I say plan, most people will go, Oh yeah, I do that. No, you don't. (laughs) Okay. A lot of times what people call planning, isn't planning. It's wishing. There's a big difference, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you sit down and you do some planning. You, you, you work on that. Then you implement, execute, do something because in doing something, you get data back. You get information back. You find out, did it work? Did it not work? What went well? What didn't? OK, then reflect, because after you did it, great, you got data. But if you never actually think about what the heck just happened, the data is useless. You, you don't you didn't learn anything. OK, so you got to reflect on what you did. Think about it. And then you revise and refine and try it again and experiment. So I'm a science person. I have a background in science. So I talk about running experiments all the time. <laughs> Love that. Love because that. here's the cool thing when experiments fail all you did is got data you know yep. what doesn't work try mm-hmm. it again <laughs> you know yep. where if i try something and i'm thinking if it becomes really you know again we talked about the three p's last time if it becomes something that's really you know this is my business i can't this can't fail it's got to be then it's really hard to do anything and you get frozen but if i'm just running an experiment and getting some data well it's a little easier so i i run experiments all the time plan it, execute it, reflect, revise. The other piece that I'll throw out there is, in my case, I'm a reader. Mm-hmm. So like typically I read anywhere from 20 to 50 nonfiction books a year. Wow. I've lovely. actually slowed down. I used to read 50 or 60. I've now slowed down, and I tend to read 20 or 30 because I'm trying to put more into practice, mm-hmm. and so I'm spending more time reading and then implementing as opposed to just consuming. Uh, but I've read, I mean, the list of nonfiction books that I've read is really long. <laughs> and <laughs> that's another, it, it got to the point where I was a manager, I, I led a team of managers. So the, the the people that reported to me all had people reporting to them when I worked for, for the uh, testing company. And so my managers would come in with a problem. And they would literally start the conversation with, I know you're going to recommend a book, but other than the book, you know, because inevitably they were leaving with a book, you know, it was going to <laughs> So they just kind of started the conversation with, I know there's going to be a book for me to read, but other than that. You know, what, else? <laughs> what can I do right yeah. now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just kind of cut to the but but the truth is for me it's reading it doesn't have to be reading you can do it with video you can do it with audio you can do, you know there's courses out there there's i mean this is one of the beauties of today's world there's a million ways you know harvard's entire curriculum is online so honestly if you want to learn what they teach at harvard you can go watch classes for free okay mm-hmm. at harvard you know major university <laughs> Now, you don't get a degree. They don't Mm. hand you the piece of paper at the end. But if what you're after is the knowledge, you can find it. It's out there. So part of that, too, is that deliberate action of finding things that I want to learn and then go mine the world for that information because it's there. Okay, you can find it. And then the last component is I surround myself with other good people. Mm. So I have coaches in my life. Okay. By the way, if you're hiring a coach, ask them if they have one. It's a good question to ask them. Okay. I have masterminds in my life. I have all, I have mentors. I have people that I've surrounded myself who also pour into me and lift me up. And that last one right there is probably the single most important one. Uh, Cause it's all well and good to say, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps, but it's a lot easier if there's other people pulling with you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's
1: <a> good point. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, so you are have been raising a family, working, and building a business, and that takes up a lot of time. Um, I'm in the middle of that right now, working full-time, <laughs> raising a family, and trying to build a business. <laughs> what, are, what are some of the ways that you have learned to how to manage your time um, when you're building those buildings?
2: Obviously this is an area where I do a lot of coaching in is yeah. <laughs> is and and the first thing that I always tell people is this you can't manage time <laughs> <laughs> I love that <laughs> you can't okay it's I love that we use that expression because it's a complete stop and think about what that means okay to manage something is to kind of control it right Well, guess what? Here's what, if you think you can manage time, make time stop passing right now. (laughs) Go for it. Let me know how that works out for you. Okay. Don't get a day older. You know, everybody
1: has the exact amount of time. Yeah,
2: right. Guess what? You got 168 hours in the week. Okay. That's what you got. Okay. That's what Bill Gates has. That's what you have. That's what Mother Teresa had. Everybody. That's what we got. Okay. Okay. So it's not managing your time. Instead, what it is is about figuring out your priorities and then building habits and processes and systems that allow you to execute on those priorities. Guess what, by the way? I'm a coach who coaches people on time I'm still not perfect at how I use my time, okay? <laughs> obviously, okay? Because nobody is, right? There's still days I get up and it goes, okay, today just, no, today was just a waste. Today was horrible. But what I have done is I've built habits up where, for instance, my home office is where I go to work. I don't play video games in my home office. I don't do entertainment in my home. If I'm in this room, I'm working, okay? When I go somewhere else physically, that's when I have family time. That's when I have playtime. That's when I relax and read a book and eat supper and do all of those things. So, you know, physical separation of space is a tool. Um, I built systems in terms of, I. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about planning. Guess what? I plan my time. So I have a spreadsheet, a tool that I use. That allows me to kind of plan out my week, okay? If you, I, I, by the way, that's a free resource. So that's one of the resources that I'll point people to. You can go download it, use it. Okay, this isn't, you don't have to pay me for it. It's just go use it.
0: Uh, and, I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you know? And I plan out my time each week, okay? And I kind of play, and I pay attention to how much time am i am going to sleep? How much time am I going to eat? How much time am I going to spend with my family? How much time am I going to spend working on my business? What is that time going to look like within working on the business? I sit down and I really execute on that plan. Here's the trick, because earlier I kind of teased and said, you know, most people don't plan well. Here's the thing I'm planning. Okay, here's the secret. So luckily, it's just us. Nobody else is listening. So nobody. This won't get out. <laughs> exactly. But, but shh, yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> the problem is, and in honestly, it's our own fault. We we started this movement, you know, back in the day of. If you do you remember Vincent Peale, who wrote, um, you know, the the power of positive thinking. Yeah. That was the that was kind of the first motivational guru kind of book, right? And he talked about how visualize yourself, you know, succeeding and, you know, and and the power of your positive thoughts will make it happen. And then, you know, a few decades later, they called that the secret and they rebranded it and they sold the exact same message all over again. Okay, it, it, you know, interesting how that happens, but it, it, you know, it really is kind of the same thing. The You know, the affirmations, you put out the positive energy, positive energy comes back to you. Okay, there's actually some truth to that. But it turns out that that by itself really only moves you a little ways. The real power in planning comes from there's actually an acronym for this, and there's a tool out there where you can you talk about having the wish, the outcome, the obstacle, and then the plan. So that's W O O P. Whoop. Okay, you whoop it. So the wish is kind of the, what do I really, you know, what's the dream, right? The outcome is great. Why? What's, what comes out of it? What's in it for you? The obstacle is start thinking about all of the things that hold you back from getting that and make a list. Like sometimes there's things that I'm thinking about. I've got like 150 things on the list, okay? got <laughs> yep. a lot, you know, and a lot of times they're internal things. Things like, you know, I don't believe that I could do it. I don't believe that I'm worthy. I believe that I have, you know, ADD and that keeps me from doing it. I believe that I, whatever, right? You have these limiting beliefs that we create for ourselves that we, there are obstacles that hold us back. And then the last part, the plan piece is now create an if-then statement. If this obstacle arises and put the actual obstacle in there, So if I get distracted by something that's going on, I will, what's the action you're going to take? You know, I will turn off the distraction. I will put on noise-canceling headphones. Mm -hmm. I will get up and take a walk. I don't know, (laughs) you know, one of those, all of those, right? The other thing, remember, experiments... So try one, see if it works. Does it? Try something else, okay? But you come up with these if-then statements for the obstacles. And by the way, I'm cramming like 14 million hours of research into like five minutes. So there's a <laughs> lot more to this and you can really get into it. But you you create those if-then, those, those statements that create a, an intention about what you're gonna do. That's actually what they're called. And by doing that, now when an obstacle comes up, you're more likely to execute you know you almost plug in and go oh yeah i'm supposed to do this and you put on the headphones or oh yeah i'm supposed to do this and you do whatever here's the really cool thing even if an obstacle that isn't on your list comes up you're still actually more likely to do something in response cuz it kind of programs your brain to come up with these things mm-hmm. and and you begin to just and you just start to see obstacles as something to overcome as opposed to something that makes you go well i just can't do it i guess i'm a failure and you're right back to the 3p's that we talked about last week
0: man i absolutely love this i love the the inspiration the encouragement they're giving the whoosh that's definitely something that we are going to or that i'm going to i I guess i shouldn't speak for her or whoop uh it's something that yeah it's not
2: whoop there it is though you don't
0: don't like the song don't don't
2: there it is
0: (laughs) sidetrack i really didn't want you to do that it's okay (laughs) Uh, but one of the things that people really struggle with is this idea of work-life balance. And you, you touched on it a little bit about you have a room for stuff and you leave your work within your work for you, mm-hmm. you You leave your family and, and, and your supper, you know, your eating table. You, you've got a, a, a place assigned for each one of your activities uh, and it goes right into uh, your plan. And that seems like it's become the secret to success. What, how have you been intentional about balancing out business and family? What are some other strategies that you can give to us and our listeners about
2: making sure that stuff happens? So let me kind of give you, I, I'm going to do another secret. So again, <laughs> nobody tell anybody, okay, this is all secret stuff. So you you know, here, here, here's another one of those secrets. Just like I, a minute ago, I said, you can't manage time. Here's another one of those great, insightful things. There's no such thing as work-life balance. <laughs> okay? I you were
1: going to say that. A <laughs> I <myth>. totally <laughs> agree, but I think you are going to say that.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. I, it's another one of those. I don't know. It's like Hallmark greeting cards, you know, has conspired to create our life story, you know, manage time, work-life balance, you know, but in another way there is, okay. Now here's the, here's the myth part. Usually when someone says, Work-life balance. What they mean is every component of their life is equal. I spend as much time with my kids as I do at work, as I do with my husband, as I do with my best friend, as I do at my church, as I do in my volunteer activities, as I do at, you know, and there's not enough hours in the day, can. You know, okay? You can't possibly balance, if you mean equal, all of those components of your life. Nobody can, Okay. Here's the interesting thing. Balance is a dynamic process. If you don't believe me, everybody who's listening, if you're not driving, if you're driving, don't do this. <laughs> next time you get somewhere, stand on one foot and just do that for a couple of minutes. And tell me whether you can do that and stand perfectly still. <laughs> nope. No nope. <laughs> you move right you you shift back and forth you wiggle you do all of these things that's how you maintain balance you maintain balance by being in motion it's a dynamic process it's easier don't believe me think about riding a bike Mm -hmm. when you ride a bike you you tell the kids right you you know you're you're teaching a young kid to ride the bike, and you keep telling them keep pedaling keep moving keep moving it's easier to balance while you're moving and same as, thing for work-life balance. And as soon as the they thing, stop,
1: they fall over.
2: <laughs> and if they stop, they fall over, right? And then you have to scrape knees, and you got to deal with that, and you know, and, you get, and then the whole conversation is get back on the bike, try again, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it, it, we <laughs> we've all got young kids. <laughs> you know, if you got young kids around, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it, it the the truth is, what it is is you have to realize that the same thing is true of your work working your life. So there are times where. You know, I'm over in the studio late at night doing a podcast episode, working on something, meeting with a client, whatever. There are other days where I'm at my son's football game, you know, and guess what? If a client wants to schedule a time when I'm supposed to be at my son's football game, I'm not available. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even show up on my calendar. You can't book that time, okay? You call me, I'm not answering. (laughs) You know, I'll call you later. It's okay. If if that's not good for you, I'm not the right coach for you. You know, but by putting up those boundaries and by being deliberate about carving out the time for those things that I want to carve out, Mm -hmm. it allows me to have work life balance in that. I still spend time with my wife. I st- still spend time with my son. And it's very deliberate time and it's very quality time. And it's the most important time. You know, I sat in the cold stadium at my son's band contest with like eight other people. There was like nobody there. You know, it was their during the day contest. Most people had to work. Mm-hmm. It was on a weekday. Guess what? I carved out time on my block, put a big block on my calendar said, I'm driving to my son's contest today, you know, and you can't schedule a call today. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And guess what? My clients all survived. They all called the next day. It's fine. You know, it's not a big deal. (laughs) Um, You know, so it works, but you have to be deliberate and intentional about it. And the balance comes about in that intentionality of putting those blocks in and making commitments to them and making sure that you protect the time that's sacred to you. Know your values. Know your priorities. Put those things down first. You know, some family vacation, family time. Those things go on my calendar first. <laughs> you know, everything else comes in second. If that makes sense.
1: That totally makes sense on a uh, logical level. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in practices, can be challenging. Sometimes. Absolutely, it can because <laughs> life is messy. Okay, right. <laughs> um, but again. If you do it and you hit 80%, it's better than you got today. Yeah. 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 Okay. If you do it and you hit 50%, it's still better than you got today. You know what I mean? If, if you're struggling in this area, start making baby steps. Okay. Guess what? We're graded on a curve. You know, it's like in school, right? You're yeah. graded on a curve. Yeah. It, it, this is not pass fail. <laughs> you know, we're, we're graded on a curve. And, and at the end of the day, the, the coaching group that I'm part of, we have this phrase that every time we say it, we've actually turned it into like the, the, the drinking game. Now, of course, I'm drinking water, but we still turn it into the drinking game. So and that is it's about progress, not perfect. You know, if it's a little better today than it was yesterday, you're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And if it's even better tomorrow, you're moving in the right direction.
1: Thank you. That helps <laughs> for sure. Thank you for listening to the family life movement podcast. I hope you had as much fun as we did to hear our thoughts on the podcast and to continue this conversation, join our free Facebook group by searching for the family life movement. See the show notes For links to our guests' social media and websites and any resources that were mentioned will also be linked in the show notes.
0: Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please go rate and review and send us a screenshot and we will send you a special access gift. Join us next time for more conversations, tips and tricks on growing your business around your family.
1: Thanks for joining us and have a great day.